we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? Good. Right on. It seems like forever since we did an album episode. An album. So yeah. we're doing Fear of the Dark. That's right. And the last one was the first Iron Maiden album. That's right. After the early years. seems like months ago, but I don't think it was that long ago. No. It doesn't. No. I don't know. It's because we had such a lot happen between. We did those two Maiden concerts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Paul's the Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Paul's Picasso is one of our, uh, yeah. mo- that's probably the most feedback we've gotten on anything. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I don't know. It's up there. Dance of death. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. That was pretty, we still get that one. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So Fear of the Dark. Yes. Fear of the Dark. This will be a good one to do. An album by Iron Maiden. So this is, we only have four albums left and this is one of the four. We got this, Peace of yes. Mind, Virtual, Virtual 11, 11, and Brave New World. And that's the order we're going to do them do Is that the order? After this, we're doing Peace of Mind. Oh, that's just Then Virtual 11, and we'll a... finish on Brave New World, because I don't yeah. know, I want to, and you want to. Well, we had, yes, I do too, and it's a great theme, although we've got a new album potentially to cover. That's true. I wonder if we'll get, we won't get through all <laughs> these. It'll be like, it'll be like, all right, guys, we're, uh, great podcast, we're all done the next week. All right, guys, we're back. Guess what? There's a new album. <laughs> if they come up with a new album, though, I feel like I would want to live with it for like, I it, a while. I would do, immediately do an album, an episode kind of about it. About it, yeah. But before we actually did like a real breakdown of it, I'd want to like live with it for a couple of months, maybe yeah. weeks at least. Yeah, and. Yeah, you definitely want to soak it, soak yeah. it in. Remember know? when Book of Souls came out, how hard it was to like wrap your head around? Well, it was so much, so many songs, and I would listen to the album like through and through and through, and then I'd be like, which song is this one again? Shadows on the Valley. What's that one again? Yeah, but Book of Souls, like I listened to that to death. Yeah. I barely ever listen to it now, but I mean, it, it's it's in my truck, CD yeah. number one still. Yeah. Loops all the time. Um, I got it, you know, I had it on my phone. I had it uh, everywhere. Yeah. And I just listened to it constantly, and it didn't feel like a double album. No. But just yeah. listen to it so much. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it took so long to wrap your head around. And that's why I was like, if I had to, like a week after Book of Souls came out, there's no way I could have came on here and talked about it. No. Oh, God, no. Like a month after I could barely do it. Oh, you're right. God, you're right. So we'll see. So you know, It's exciting that there's a new album. Yeah. We're 99% sure there is. Imagine there isn't. <laughs> well, that would actually be a relief now that you've got me thinking about it. Like, I'm 89 listens into it now. I'm starting to know it. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Here's an album that not a lot of people love. And Fear of the Dark? Yeah, it's it's di- yeah. it's a divisive. It <laughs> is. Divisive, depending divisive. on what where you're listening. Yeah. Uh, album. And a lot of people, since I guess we started the podcast, have been like, when are you going to do Fear? Yep. And... I think the reason that a lot of people say that is because it's on the cusp. Some people like it, some people don't. Whereas the Blaze stuff, a lot of people just, you know, Never they paid were, attention to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We kind of brought them around, yeah. and no prayer, no prayer. I think people like, you know, were harder on than than this. But a lot of people oh, like no yeah. prayer, and a lot of people like Fear the Dark. Yes, that's the they weird do. thing about this. A lot of the feedback and emails we've gotten over mm-hmm. the last couple of years yeah. is whenever Fear the Dark comes up, people either. Like a lot of people say it's their favorite. Yep. And I think that might be because it was the first they got into, or at least a couple of people I know for sure. Yep. But, and then a lot of people say they don't like it at all. That's right. Right. Other than one or two tracks. Yeah. So yeah, it is very like, and that's all over the place. That's been my kind of approach. How much of this is just, is this legitimately 
a really good album, made him album, legitimately not a great album, or is it just that people have not given it the chance, just like we found that people with Dance of Death or people with Final Frontier haven't given it the time, right. and then as soon as they did, it came right around. I've given this album lots and yeah. lots and I've lots, listened to ton and lately. lots of time yeah. and lots of listens yeah. over the years. That's right. So, yeah. anyway, well, I'm not going to give it away now. No. We'll get into it as we get into the tracks. Yeah. Before we do that. Let's open a beer. Beer. So this is Mill Street. Jigger's Delight, Jigger's California Delight. Common. Yeah. Which so, is a, it's a funny blend, right? Because yeah. a Jigger is a Newfoundland thing, and that's brewed in St. John's. It's called a California Common, which is probably some type of lager recipe yeah, that they've this used. this California Common, it says, originally crafted at our St. John's brew pub. This California Common lager is fermented warm, then cold aged for a unique smoothness. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway. Should we hit it? Yep. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Oh, wow. It's got that can sound. <laughs> <laughs> so Jigger's Delight from Mill Street Brewery. Yeah. So, yeah, this started because I remember when we were down at Mill Street and we saw yeah. they had this in the tanks down there. Mm. Fear of the Dark. We'll get into it. Let's do it. So, Fear of the Dark, released May 11th, 1992. So, they recorded this one. Remember the last episode when we were talking about No Prayer? They recorded it in Barnyard Studios. That's right. And that's at Steve Harris's house. It's literally in a barn. Yeah. So, the last album, remember they had the uh, Rolling Stones mobile studio. So, in this one, they actually overhauled the barn and made it into like a legit studio. And Martin Birch came in to oversee it. So, the last Martin Birch album, Fear yeah. of the Dark. Why Why are they doing that? Why, are they, why aren't they just using a an actual studio? Why I guess they one? like the vibe of being out there and just being, you know. Yeah, I guess. But And I guess overhauling relaxed, is just, maybe. you know, they run in like sound and, yeah. and power. And they, or sorry, they run in power and they like wrap the walls. That's it, right? Well, I guess they have... Well, the other when it's a mobile studio, all yeah. the mixing boards and everything were in the truck. That's right. So now they actually have a studio built. Yeah, but I mean, like the the proper studios have like isolation booths and all. Yeah, well, kinds I'm sure of they stuff. did all that. They must have done some of that. But why would? It seems like a lot of work, anyway. Well, Steve Harris yeah. wanted to have a studio in his house. I guess they got the coin. <laughs> He's got a pub in his house and a football pitch, so fair enough. So Martin Birch, record. This is the last Martin Birch made an album. It's the last Martin Birch album, too. Yeah. Period. I got a quote from Bruce, and he says, At the time we got to No Prayer for the Dying, Martin wasn't really making any records at all, apart from an Iron Maiden record every year and a half. He'd basically gone into semi-retirement. So he was pretty much semi-retired and just doing the Maiden albums. Yeah. So. Seeing the boys through. Yep. Fair play. So this one sounds better. I think the production on this is much better than No Prayer. I don't know what to think of this album. It's weird. It's better sounding than No Prayer. Yeah. It has the same kind of eclectic, all over the place kind of track list. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. I think this album sounds like Maiden are kind of throwing everything at the wall, hoping that something will stick. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that, yeah. Yeah. Like there's some catchy rock songs, a few epic, classic sounding stuff, like that speedy, thrashy opener, some proggy stuff. It's just, the album's all over the place. Yeah, it's almost like. In some ways, it's it's that early '90s. They're leaning towards almost like a, a hard rock, 
yeah. time piece. Almost parts of it almost feel like it could be GNR almost ish. But then they're yeah. also leaning back with like a way more maidenly theme with fear and all of yeah. that. It yeah. seems like it's back and forth. Bruce has moved away from that no prayer raspiness largely. Mostly. Yeah. But he's still got it in there and he's kind of transitioning it away. And it's yeah. it feels like like you're saying that, that that's a good way to describe it. they're not sure where they are. Yeah. But, but it's also a period of the time. I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not. It seems like they don't. Sh- they're not sure exactly. Do they want to kind of get with the times, or do they want to stay with Maiden? Mm. And it's like this tightrope act that they're kind of walking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Between like staying true to being Maiden. Yes. I'm not thinking they're consciously doing this. I think this is just kind of subconsciously where their head is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these songs are very poppy and catchy, mm. and like radio friendly. Yeah. Like built for radio almost, and then some of them are very like Maideny. And strange, so I don't know. Yeah, and they it's, do kind of feel like they're on autopilot sometimes on this album. Yeah, like just kind of doing the maiden thing. And you compare it to No Prayer. I mean, this is a long way from Somewhere in Time and Seven and Seven Sun. Yeah, you know? it's like it's a long way musically. Yeah. And the, well, with Adrian gone now, second album with no Adrian. Mm. And you compare it to No Prayer, they're both kind of all over the place in their songs, as far as like song types and structures and feels. I don't know. I think the on this album the highs are higher and the lows are lower. Yeah. And no prayer. That's a fair point. Yeah. There's some legit classics here. Yeah. And some subpar stuff. Yeah. And, and you and can't some... ignore that Yannick. This is Yannick's second album, but this is really only Yannick's first album as far as being like a contributing writing member of Iron Maiden. That's right. Yeah. And if you notice, no Dickinson Harris songs at all. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. So I, um, it's yeah, there's no Dickinson-Harris collaborations. Going right back to somewhere in time, there always has been. I got a quote from Steve Harris. He says, on the last album, I wrote a lot of stuff with Bruce, but this time I didn't write with him at all. It's purely because he got together with Yannick and I got together with Yannick. And by the end, we had enough. There's no point having 15, 16 songs because then four of them can't make the album. So what do you do then? I think they should have cut. A few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. I'm surprised Martin Burst didn't have some like quality control. Maybe cut this album down a little. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of songs. Yeah, but you know what? Like, before we go too hard on it, and we yeah. obviously got to set it up a lot more. You, you, like you just said, this is basically he's semi-retired. Yep. These guys are mid-30s. Yeah. And early 30s to mid-30s. Music is changing so fast around them. Oh, yeah. These videos are coming out. Yep. Their audience, metal is changing. Yep. And meanwhile, there's this whole new category of music that's starting. And now that's really a 93, 94 thing, but 92 was there. 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Things were changing. They're kind of pivoting. You can feel that a bit in here. Yeah. And, you know, they got this, the old producer's hardly going to go, hey, wait now. Well, I just got off my couch and came down here, and this sounds a little bit different than what but we Martin, did five years yeah, ago. Yeah, but still Martin Birch, right? He has a history with the band. But it's a period of change. Yeah, I know. It's always easy in hindsight. When you're in That's hindsight, totally it's true. always easy. You can yeah. start off, you know, you can be the Browns, and you can say, we got this, that, and the other, and it's going to be perfect, and someone says you're a playoff team, and you stumble at the gate. You, you, And at the same structure, you could hit it at the part. It's easy for us in hindsight analysis. Yeah. That what they're doing here now, where the land, where the sands are shifting, is such hard stuff to do. And with Yan- Adrian yeah. gone and Yannick in the band yeah. and Yannick contributing in songwriting, hmm. it is kind of like, a, I think maybe 
they feel like a different band. Yeah. And so the sound is changing. And I don't, I think, you know what I mean? That's right. I think right. they're kind of going in a different direction. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw. And the Yannick influence is huge on this album, right? Yannick is huge. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll get into those, some of them. Um, I will, though, before we, we're, we're analyzing this album. Yep. But there's a saying in, uh, throw it out there for our, uh, our um, European listeners, there's a saying in, in, in football or soccer that, um, you know, form is temporary, class is permanent, right? And this to me is really them trying to find their form and shifting sand. So I look at it in that context and uh, I'm still going to go out with two barrels. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, so okay. I always wonder too, Bruce had already gone and made a solo album and came back. Yeah. Um, that's a tattooed millionaire. <laughs> yeah. And he had, when they recorded this album, he had started the balls to Picasso. So I'm wondering how With many. His of, first or second? <laughs> We're not getting into that. <laughs> but I'm wondering how much of his like energy was kind of not with Maiden. Yeah. Like how many of his ideas, you know what I mean? Yeah. We wonder that. Yeah. Like he will say that like he has all these not, these ideas that aren't suitable for Maiden. But if he took some of those ideas to the band, like what would have happened to them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh my God. You throw God's War so, on this. Yeah. You throw oh, yeah. that in around the seventh, eighth track. Yeah. This is a different album. Album still sold great. Went to number one in the UK. It's mm-hmm. a fan favorite. So, it is. you know, who are we to oh, judge? Oh, and, and a lot of diehard Maiden fans put this up there. Fear of the Dark, still one of the most requested songs for cover bands, but. Anyway. That's true. Epic. Let's get in the tracks. Let's get in. We always uh, talk and talk, and then let's just get into the tracks. You want to get right into tracks. Number one, Be Quick or Be Dead, Bruce Dickinson, Yannick Gers. Yes. So, first single, three minutes and 21 seconds. Yes. That's the first thing I noticed about this track. Yeah. This reminds me of Brave New World with Wicker Man, just coming like firing at the gate with like a short, poppy, intense track. I love this type of opening. I think they were kind of going for like a thrash metal kind of vibe because that's kind of what was on the go Mm -hmm. at the time. You know what I mean? In metal. Yeah. And so I think they're trying to be relevant. This is the first single with Yannick Gers writing credit. Um, They open with a Bruce scream. I think this is kind of like a callback to some of Bruce's, you know, Bruce is known for his scream. Yep. So I think it's like a new sound, but they're trying to do like a classic Maiden scream. I don't think this is as strong of a scream as we've heard in the past. So can we agree that's one of the most Maiden sounds of all time? Oh, yeah. That's amazing, right? <laughs> L- I don't think it compares to like the Number of the Beast, the classic 80s screams from Bruce. No, but if everything falls off the cliff after on this album... You still have this. This song is one of my favorite Maiden songs. It really is. Okay, so here yeah. is Scream versus Scream versus Scream versus Scream. You're doing the layers of screams. Then down and falls comes the rain. I don't think the string scream is as strong okay. as the past ones. 
Yeah, but isn't that... It's a different style of screaming, I guess. Yeah, mixed in, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's the way it's... Um, this, Be Quick or Be Dead, you will agree with me, this is the worst single ever as far as B-sides go. It came with Nodding Donkey Blues, Bayswater Ain't a Bad Place to Be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, we ripped that apart. In yeah. That. Yeah. So if you bought Be Quick or Be Dead, you get yeah. punished with two terrible Maiden B-sides. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, I can't remember off the top, top of my head if... Um, you know, if it was a unique cover or something. I remember nodding donkey blues. And all yeah. that. that was horrific. Was filler. And Bayswater in a bad yeah. place to be. I think yeah. I said that was one of the worst made in bad B-sides. It's this one. Remember this one? Yeah. You are fear of the dark. You want to call it fear of the dark? Oh. <sighs> Hold on. I'll see what the bloke at the bloody off-license thinks about it. Like, listen... I've spoken to the bloke at the bloody off-license, and I've spoken to the minicab driver, and he thinks it should be called Blood, Sweat and Beer, and I think it's a bloody good Yorkshire title. If you, look, you get on with the bloody music and leave the important stuff like, uh, you know, the marketing and the design and the sleeve and the photograph and everything else to me. Look, I've got a lot better title. What about uh, L.A.'s From Here to Eternity, or Bayswater Ain't a Bad Place to Be? Well, I know Bayswater is a rock and roll scene. Okay, thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I lied, because when we did the B-Sides episode, I said, uh, I'm never going to listen to the song again. I oh, just it. <laughs> there it is. There we go. So the subject matter, Be Quick or Be Dead, mm. this is a reaction to a bunch of scandals that were going on at the time. So the BCCI scandal is the Bank of Credit and Commerce International. Time magazine said it was the biggest bank fraud in the history of the world. It was $20 billion. Um, I started researching it. And then I kind of got bored with the details. Yeah. Uh, it was a very detailed banking scandal. But it was, like, super complicated. I didn't care enough to really wrap my head around it. The Bank of England was involved, a few U.S. banks, CIA, money laundering, they're funding terrorism, funding arms deals, Ponzi schemes. There's a bunch of stuff to do with drug cartels and funneling monies to Saddam Hussein to fight Iran. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really put it all together. But it was a big scandal at the time. $20 billion. Oh, wow. And also, do you know Robert Maxwell? No. So the Washington Post called him the crook of the century. So he embezzled $900 million from his company, pension funds, and diverted them into his other companies. And uh, I started researching this, too, and I didn't really get into it too deep. Wow. But this all came out right before this period. So this is kind of Maiden's reaction to that, the be quick or be dead, you know, the corrupt, you know. Yeah. After the 2008 financial crisis, this was like... This pales in timely. comparison. No, this yeah. is timely again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it amazes me what some people will do. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I There's always going to be like corrupt people when it comes to that much money. <laughs> They're all, yeah. You see, I didn't I didn't detect financial crisis when I, when I listened to this. But, no, no it's know, more about yeah. like corruption. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You get that. So, the intro riff, very, like, thrash metal and speed. Yeah. Like, very fast, heavy yeah, intro very, riff. Very Maiden sounding. So 
you've got a 22-minute version of this song somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love that opening riff. Oh, I absolutely it's very cool. love it. Yeah. I think it's a very Yannick riff, too. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And this is Yannick's first and, and his good contribution to the album. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I absolutely love that. I find that it just it just kicks the album off perfect. Yeah, it's high like, energy opener. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to go back, but I think I picked it as one of my favorite openers, too. You know, it's... Okay. Uh, yeah. And this um, is... We'll get into that after. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the song. Why not? I like the riff. Yeah. Not enough melody. Okay. So the verses have very little to no mm-hmm. melody, and the chorus is kind of repetitive and doesn't really have a hook. Yeah. Like, here's the chorus. We'll talk about this. I'll just play the clip first. See, to me, not yeah. enough melody. Not enough melody. I'm not saying I dislike yeah. the song. Like, I don't yeah. I don't hit skip when it comes on. Yeah. If this is in a shuffle and it comes on, I listen to it all the way through. Fair enough. But I just don't think it's a, a strong Maiden song. No, fair enough. I mean, it's it's in a different category. It's a smaller song. It's one of my faves just because I, I love how punchy and fast it is. Yeah. It that, does have good energy. It has great energy. And it was their concert a, opener, too, which is great. Yeah, it's great. Um, and... He sings. That's the probably well contradicting See, myself right now. That's the nineties voice that I don't like. Yeah, too. exactly. But this is the one of the few cases where it works. Okay. Like, I remember. I remember. I pulled out another yeah. track. I, I can't you remember said off the top of my head. Yeah. That there's a sometimes that sometimes, sometimes it can work. Too, yeah. And in this that's one, true. it really works. Like this isn't a ballad where he's just belting out long tunes. You yeah. know, like this is this is just him giving it. You know, and that the serpent, the ivory tower. It's like if you break it down, you're like, oh, it's a banging crisis. Oh, you can you can pick away at various pieces. But those like are really like cool just i don't know just really i i love the lyrics it's just so simple and so straightforward it's just like be quick or be dead and it starts off it's like bang we're here i love it i yeah you know it's, it's all right but it doesn't mm. really do it for me fair enough you know what i mean to me this is the best part of the song I love the bridge in this song. Yeah, um, I don't know. I love I the scream at the end that. of the chorus too. Like the like you know, yeah. there's so many great screams in this. Again, I'm not saying I, yeah. dis- I don't dislike the song. No, I'm just I really want my maiden albums to have like a kick-ass opener that hits yeah. you over the head, and this one doesn't really do that to me. Okay, I think it's pretty good. the The opening riff does. It's like the opening riff comes in, and I'm kind of like, oh yeah, and then I don't know. It just it's like I expect so much more, and it never comes. Yeah, I mean it's it's not Wicker Man, but it's got that Wicker Man feel for me, where it's just like that high that, energy. Yeah, high yeah. energy. In, that's it. That's it. That's what yeah. I'm describing. But it's also very catchy, so it pulls you into the album. Yeah. So if Except you're I don't new find to the it album, that catchy. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I feel like I need more melody or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't need to feel the, the to beat you to death with it. I love this tune. I loved it when I first heard it many many years ago. It's been one of my faves for a long time. So one yeah. thing I will say that's awesome about this song. Yeah. I think the solo and it is awesome. It's Yannick yep. does the first half and then Dave does the second half. Yeah. 
the solo. I love yeah. both. I love hearing both both of them play in the, their styles. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty great. That is a, a classic combination. You can see the difference. Yeah. Very. That's that's if you you know. I mean, if you're not. If you can't pick their solos out just by ear, that's a perfect example of the big difference between them. Oh, yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're always pretty different. Hear their styles there pretty yeah. clearly. Yeah. Well, Yannick sometimes floats in between the two. Like, he can he can be a little bit loopy. And oh, yeah. He can be a little bit precise. Yeah. And he, he can do those fast runs, yeah. too. But Lu- Dave's so smooth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dave and Adrian are just at opposite ends of scale for me in terms of sounds. So yeah. I can pick them out quite well. So this song, fast opener, I mm. don't think it's one of Maiden's stronger tracks. Really, I think it's it's all right. Really, it's pretty good. Fair enough. But like lukewarm me, intro from Nesbit. This is gonna be a lot. They hit you over the cover. head with this riff, but there's not a lot of like substance after that. I feel like I'm expecting so much more, and it never comes. So you're kind of uh, impressed by this aggressive riff and the energy. Yes. But then after I listen to it all the way through, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Although I do love that solo now that I hear it. Yeah. And I do like the bridge. At least you're consistent. But just for the record, like the melodies, the harmonies or whatever, like, you know, um, running free. You love it to be. I like love running uh, free. Comparatively, (laughs) I don't know. Running free is a classic. I'm not trying to rip it down. This is is an awesome tune. Okay. So here's something that we can argue about. Yeah. I would rank this dead last in the rankings of Maiden album openers. Maiden? Oh, okay. Dead last. Okay. So, Iron Maiden, the first album, mm, Prowler. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Prowler is better than this song? I like, well, but Prowler is such an iconic sound on that yeah. first album. I think so Prowler is a better song. You can't compare it. Yeah. Ides of right. March? Yeah. Better. Yeah. Invaders? I think Invaders is a better song than this. Mm. On Number of the Beast. As a better opener. Oh, God. I and then know. you got We Are Eagles Dare, Ace yeah. is High, Caught somewhere in time. Yeah. Moonchild. Yeah. What about Tail Gunner? Well, wait now. Wait now. Moonchild. Oh, Moonchild's better song than that. Yes. Uh, no, not for me. Really? Not for me. And that's my favorite album, potentially. Okay. okay. You know but I love Tail Gunner. Tail Gunner? You do. I think that's overrated as an opener. Okay. I said that in the no prayer. I would take Tail Gunner over yeah. this. Yeah. Then you got Be Quick or Be Dead. Yeah. This album. Then yeah. Sign of the Cross. I think that's a better opener. Um. We talked yeah, about that in the X Factor. Yeah, it sets the tone for the but whole Sign album. of the Cross it shouldn't be an opener. Ah, oh, see, I think it it's should a perfect be an, opener. It should be an epic track four. I, I don't think know. It's okay, the perfect opener. To but you're comparing the now. Singer. You're just comparing them not as what's the best opener. You're saying the first track, which is the best track of them. That's a different thing. I said the best opener. Best yeah, album opener. I know, but I mean, like, if I was to say, is, you know, be quicker, be dead, or Sign of the Cross a better album open, opener? I would say be quicker, be dead is a better album opener, but Sign of the Cross is a better song. Okay, see, I think, you, you I think know what I'm saying. Sign of the Cross is a better song and a better. Yeah, opener. Sign of the Cross is awesome, but so it's just like your your future you're, real. What do you think of future real for an album opener? I future think real, yeah, it's excellent. Opener. Yeah, absolutely. Wicker Man is obviously a better opener than this because that's yes, I already even said that just now. I would put Wildest Dreams, yeah. Different no. World, and The no. Final Frontier, and if Eternity Different should, World, yes, if Eternity should fail over this. And that makes this the dead if last Eternity for me. should fail over this. And I didn't realize even with the cheesy at the back end of it. And then Morpheus. not only that, even even go back to Killers. Yeah. You know? The Ides of March. Yeah. yeah. And which really for me is Ratchild. Like, I mean, yeah. it's kind okay, of Okay, well, if you can't Ratchild, then it's still it better. But if you just go with the Ides of March, just that little, like, that doesn't give the energy that this does. It does because we know it so well. It just teens us in like Pavlov's dog. But this is an energetic opener for, a, a, I know it's not a new album, but yeah. it relatively is. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'd put it up there. See, I went through this list and I was like, this... Because I first I always kind of thought the song would be in the middle somewhere. 
until I actually looked at the list of album openers, and I'm like, this is dead last. Can week. we just agree that Maiden do not start albums with weak tracks? That's a given. They normally backload the weak tracks, and you'll see yeah. it here. Like usually, and and this this album, correct me if I'm wrong, the first three tracks are on the tour, and then they go, um, they front load everything. I think the one exception on the back end is Fear at the end. Yeah. So they always have this lull at the back of the album where they they're less likely to be on the tracks. There's always that. So they do front load talent. This is an awesome opener. It's punchy and quick. Yeah. I love it. Well, it's just, listen, yeah. you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. It's just taste, right? I know. We said that in our last episode. We're saying, like, when you put we're it just in, two guys yeah. with opinions. <laughs> That's true. But, I'm know. not, but I'm, I, and I'm not trying to come at this album too hard, yeah. but this is one of my favorite tracks on air. So, yeah. You know. Well, I remember when we did the yeah. album openers, I think you yeah. put this one way up. And oh, I think well, I said how yeah. I didn't. I didn't yeah. think I've had this in my top ten. No, because we only did top ten album openers. I just with this this tune with the pace, with the, the fact it's a Yannick tune, with yeah. the good solo, with the awesome screams, with the good raspiness, and then like compared to like yeah. like I said, I, I like the song. You know? I don't think it's a bad song. I just don't, I don't think know. it's a super strong song. I love the the early stuff. They had more of the short punchy tracks. It was just the nature of the pre epic. Um, but I just love this this punchy, quick start to the album. All right, there's a video for the song. Yeah. Uh, the band's playing like a shipyard. Yep. There's a very cheesy CG graphic of an anvil turning into a check yep. and back into an anvil. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those early 90s videos. Other thing I noticed when I watched the video for the song, I still kind of think of this as a newer, Fear of the Dark, as being like kind of a newer Maiden album. Yeah, I know. And then you watch the video and like you forget it's 27 years ago. And the band looks so young. I'm it's just like, 27 Holy crap, you guys are so years young. ago. I know. Yeah, I still yeah. think of this as like, I know. Kind of, I think of this the same way I think of. Well, never mind. I was gonna say that like I think of Brave New World and Final Frontier, but those were years ago now. Yeah, oh, time passes so fast. I know, <laughs> I know. It's like like I still look at uh, Down on the Upside Soundgarden as like new. Yeah, you know, I know. what I mean. In it's funny. I look at I'm like, oh, that new one. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like you know they were all together like five six years apart, but yeah. for some reason you know, um, Bad Motorfinger is so old. I know. You know, That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so the video, they really capture the feel of the song in the video. Yeah. It's like intense. We mentioned the single had uh, Nodding Donkey Blues. Mm. And uh, it had that Montrose cover of Space Station Number 5, which we talked about in the B-side episodes. I'm not really yeah. going to get into the B-sides a lot because we did full episode where we talked about them and broke them all down. Yeah. Um, but Bayswater Ain't a Bad Place to Be it was randomly added as a secret track on the CD single. So you never knew yeah. if you had it or not. So if you're randomly lucky, added, yeah. how'd they do that? I don't know. Some of them had it on, some didn't. Okay. But uh, if you were lucky, your yeah. CD single did not have Bayswater in the bad place to be. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So the cover, remember I talked about Robert Maxwell? Yes. The scandal. So the cover is actually Eddie. That's actually Robert Maxwell that Eddie's like about to, looks like he's going to pop his head off. Yeah. So that's, what he, that's who's on the cover. If you see this cover and you're wondering who that is. Ripped off a pension fund. Yeah. Ass. Um, here's a note. Hmm. So, Jelaine, I think that's how you pronounce it, Jelaine Maxwell is Robert Maxwell's daughter. She was partners with Jeffrey Epstein. And she is quoted in court documents as assisted in the international trafficking of girls. So, you know the Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, he, he has a connection to the daughter. Of the guy that inspired the song. No, well, yeah. she's the one that they were trying to track down recently. 
Is it? I saw that in the news. Okay, yeah. No way. Yeah. So that's the daughter Gosh. of the guy that they're writing the song about. Or yeah. the song is kind of inspired by. Wow. So, uh, family of dirtbags. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. So, uh, anyway, it's still relevant today. Who would have thought someone that rips off a pension fund and or runs a child pedophilia ring could be a bad person? <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm learning all kinds of things. So, yeah, that family, yeah. <laughs> I know. Shitty people in their private jets. So, a lot of times... I have these songs where I'm like, I don't really think the song's so strong, but then live, the songs really mm. come alive. Mm. This one, I not so much. I don't think that this one comes off better live. Um, what little melody the song has, I think it gets even toned down even more live. Yeah, musically, that's not adding a ton. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But that's a great opener to get a crowd in. Yeah, I guess so. You know? Yeah. I guess I'm just not a fan of the song, so when I hear the live one. Like, remember in when we did No Prayer for the Dying, there's a couple of those songs where live, they really came up, like Bruce really sang them. They but, were a little better, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I think this one goes the other they way. They didn't do the rasp because he couldn't survive a tour. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the opener on the tour. And it's pretty typical that they use the first track on the album as yeah, a set list opener. That's quite common. Yeah. They usually run the first couple of tracks yeah. every now and then. But yeah. So I, again, I don't I'm 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 not I hope I don't sound like I'm like trashing the song. No. Because I think it's a good it's a good song. Like I say, when it comes on in a shuffle, if I have a bunch of maiden songs shuffling yeah. and this came up, it's not like I'm gonna skip it. Yeah. I just it's not one of those songs where I like clench my fist and I like yeah. Fair enough. I mean? It is for me. I don't emotionally connect to it. Yeah, I like there's so many just that that sound, the the scream he has, it's just such a maidenly riff. It's just something that sticks with me. And yeah. I just I love it. And every time I hear it, it's one of my every time I turn on this album, it starts with this and these first few I'm, I, and I always think like, why do people not love this album? Yeah. And then you keep listening and <laughs> and you can see what people have issues with, but even then, for me, I'll save it till the end. This so this track ends, and then yeah. from Fear to Eternity, track number two. Yeah. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. So this is a Steve Harris composition. Another one, 335, so short songs, right? Yeah. This one is like a radio-ready. It is. Three minutes, three and a half minutes, and it's super catchy. Yeah. gang vocals. Yeah, there's there's some aspects here I don't like. Like there's a little bit of a weird intro. There's some raspiness in the vocals. Um, They could have been better. But overall, I still, I love this track. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah. This is the next installment in the Charlotte the Harlot saga. So Charlotte the Harlot. Then 22 Acacia Avenue. They yep. talk with Charlotte. Yep. Some people say hooks in you. I don't count that. Yeah, we talked about that. Because all they say is, I got the keys to a view at number 22, which is just uh-huh. kind of, I don't know. This one actually says the Beast and Charlotte, they were two of a kind. So yeah. definitely, you know, part of it. The weird thing about this song is it's a Steve Harris solo writing credit. 
And I can't believe it because the lyrics are so Bruce-like. Yes. Like these half-jokey sex lyrics and puns. So she fell in love with his greasy machine. Yeah. She le- leaned over and wiped his kickstart clean. She'd never seen the beast before, but she left there wanting more and more and more. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that this is Steve Harris written lyrics. And it's 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 so cheese, but it's good cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like he heard Tattooed Millionaire. Yeah. And Steve Harris was like, I can do one of those. Only better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only better. I think Only so, Only better. Yeah. But it's not very maiden-y. It's kind of like a fast girls and fast cars song. Which isn't something Maiden yeah. does normally. And it starts um, to hint at that different sound in this album. Yeah. Like, yeah. as a Maiden fan, I feel like I shouldn't like the song, but I do love it for some reason. I yeah. love the song. That's a fantastic tune. I guess it proves yeah. that I'm not a Maiden snob. <laughs> no, fair enough. But I'm kind of a, a a hypocrite about what I said about hooks in you. Hmm. You know what I mean? Where yeah. I kind of was like, this doesn't seem Maiden-y. Yeah. But that was more about, I think it was Hooks more the vocal you. style that I yeah. didn't like. And Hooks in You is but, just so bad. But like, Hooks in You, I really said the lyrics really were a problem for me liking the song. Mm. But the lyrics in the song are as bad as Hooks in You. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with these ones for some reason. Yeah, Hooks so in You. <laughs> I'm like, the lyrics are too jokey. This is a horrible song. Yeah, I've never I've never really compared these two until you say it now. Although Hooks in You isn't too bad. It's not as know. bad as I'm making it up sound. Well, we ripped it pretty hard when yeah. we did it. And, you know, I don't yeah. want to backtrack from that now just because we feel bad. I do. I th- no, I don't yeah. think I tried. I can't remember what I said at all, actually, when we're talking about Hooks and You. But I hope that I didn't go hard on it because Hooks and You is actually, it's a catchy song. Yeah, it's I know, because it's in my head now as you're talking about singing, it. And I want to oh, get it Oh, there you go. It's so catchy, yeah. right? The singing style I didn't like. Yeah. And the lyrics I thought were dumb. But overall, it's catchy and I like the riff. I think that's probably what I said. Yeah, the vocals were, the, the whole right. chorus was just, it's just Where this know, song, a joke. the lyrics are just as bad, but for yeah. some reason I'm delighted by how just dumb they are. <laughs> yeah, in a great way. <laughs> yeah, and I, know. I guess what you're saying, like, you know, when Maiden when any band deviates from what you consider their sound or their or their special place to be or right. you know, their sweet spot, whatever. Yeah. If they deviate and it's good, you're okay with it. But if they deviate yeah. and follow in their face, you're like, that's not Maiden. Yeah. And I guess true. that's an example. Now I wouldn't I wouldn't call, you know, from here to eternity like a a big deviation at all. It's well within their scope. I wouldn't even yeah. think of it that way. I just find there's some differences in, in like the intro is a little bit interesting to me. There's some raspiness anyway. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone thinks like Maiden songs are like, oh, it would have to be about World War II or a battle or something. Yeah. But like coming from No Prayer, those songs, this isn't much of a stretch the, at all. The last one was a bit of banking. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're trying something different, I mm. think. Right? And, That's true. I mean, you can't really succeed at anything if you don't try something different. You know what I mean? Like you can't. There you, you have, have to fall on your face a few times. I'm just picturing like the 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 star going by. The more you know, Nezu's point. You can't, <laughs> children. You can't succeed unless you stay off of drugs. Well, you gotta take and you some try risks. Things. You know what you I mean? Got, you gotta take risks. Well, yeah. Or you, you gotta can just take keep, risks. You, but you know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta try out some new ideas. You gotta try out new ideas. I think they're trying to stay relevant by trying some new ideas and experimenting. Yeah. And that's what the song is. Instead of just Maiden doing Maiden. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's different. I mean, sometimes you're going to succeed and sometimes you're not. So you get a hooks in you and then you get this song. Yeah. I, I mean, I sound like I'm being so hard on hooks in you and I actually like half like that song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I thought it was pretty good. No. Catchy. One thing about this is Bruce's voice. It's raspy, which is something we usually don't like, but the chorus is really catchy and sung well. And it has those like, gang vocals going on, which are like a sing-along vocals. Hell, gang of hell. 
I love that. I love yeah. the, the part, of course, where he's like, ain't a bad place, and he like leans into it. But how come I just love the song, but then like the hooks in you, hooks in me, hooks in Because that song is legit song. not as good, and I don't yeah. want I want to go back and see what we said about it, because right now it's in my head, and I just I feel like I'm it. a huge hypocrite, because I, I just like, want to The things, I like this away. song so much, yeah. and that song, I feel like I was criticizing the exact same things I love about the song. Which the is song weird. is legit good. It's <laughs> the second song. It was popular on tour. It's I, I would consider this, uh, a lot of people love this track. I love this track. I don't know why we're being defensive on this stuff. This is a good Maiden tune. It is. I really like the song. Yes. So the intro is pure, like one of those Yannick... Yeah. Things you know where he plucks the guitar yeah. strings with his you know one of those ding 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 ding. So he does that in a bunch of songs. Yeah. Um. Here's a bunch of Yannick riffs that are where he's doing that same guitar playing style. That's a very uh, Yannicky sounding yeah. riff. That's like a, a kind of a guitar playing style that he does every now and then. Yeah, yeah. The, the the intro to the song, which was played right at the first part of that yeah. clip, that always throws me for a loop. Now I like it, but it just feels a little different. I it don't is know. different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got a whole bunch of Maiden albums, and then finally you have someone new, Yannick, yeah. who's writing songs. You know what I mean? So well, did, of course, yeah, but he didn't write on this one, did he? This was a Harris you said earlier. You said just Harris, and it felt like it could have been Bruce. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting that he got the intro like that. Yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah, because Steve Harris is very, like, meticulous with the way he, when he writes a song, he, like, basically tells everyone yeah. what to play, including, like, the lyrics and how to sing them to the syllable. Yeah, you know what I mean? really? Yeah. Yeah. There's a quote, I read an interview with him where he said, like, he'll write the melody and then come up with the lyrics like to the syllable of exactly how he wants them to sound over yeah. the riffs and stuff. So Yeah, I wouldn't know exactly because he's never made me sing any of his songs. <laughs> I've been waiting, but the phone hasn't rang. There's a, a cool part in this song, too, when they do it live. It's a great breakdown in the middle where Bruce can interact with the audience. Ah, yeah. Special out there tonight to me, Donna Jack. Yeah! Hey! Let me see everybody's hands out there! Whoa! 
second track on the on the album but i wasn't second on the tour list was it we pulled that up here yeah you're a few yeah, songs deep when this yeah one you're, comes up. you're deep so a good chance to interact with the crowd yep yeah yeah i think they like you hit them with like a couple songs you know how maiden always comes out they do a few mm-hmm. songs in a row and then yep. they kind of take a pause and yep. address the audience so this is a cool like way to interact with the audience absolutely yeah yeah it's pretty cool anyway i like the song yeah oh man do you think that this is Maiden's most radio-friendly song out of their whole catalog. Out of their whole catalog? Yeah. As far as, like, getting a radio hit, like a single that gets picked up by, like, radio. Yeah, I mean, now that you say it... but I Like, you hear the song once, and that chorus is, like, stuck Now that you say it, I mean, I've never even thought about it. I mean, what would I call a radio song, like... If you say that, that doesn't put Maiden in a good radio category when you compare them to, like, Kiss or, like, either other songs that are not built for radio. Uh, A lot of Kiss songs are built for radio. What do you think of this? What? This song sounds like it could very easily be a Kiss song. It could, but it would sound different. It It would sound different, but I just mean the structure of it and the chorus and, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is actually, (laughs) when you say it that way, (laughs) absolutely. It's a very catchy rock song. Yeah, I whenever I think of the radio, and and you know, I always think of, for me, I think of a short, punchy song that 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 has a common sound and a hook. Yeah, I mean, exactly, which is which is like "Be Quicker, Be Dead" or even "Wicker Man," yeah. and where you know it's it's memorable. And, but even "Wicker Man," which mm. I agree is a better song, and to us, I think I would want to hear that on the radio. Yeah, "Wicker Man's a little heavy for like. You're talking about like I'm ta- not, not not talking about like playing it on yeah. hard rock radio. I'm pl- talking about like a top forty rock hit. This song is like, mm. you know, what I mean, Wicker Man's very like aggressive sounding. Yeah. For like your average person who's not into heavy rock and hard rock, like this could cross over into like regular, you know, rock radio. Yeah, I've never listened to it with that perspective on. Yeah. I guess you're just so not used to hearing, like, I don't have a. I get uh, other than like classic rock. Yeah. You know, I don't really have a high opinion of radio tunes. I just think of it as like car filler. Yeah. So I haven't listened to a radio a song on the radio in like ten years. Other than oh, classic rock. I just so would, the classic rock yeah. station here and like the other stations. I don't think I've ever listened to them. Like I bet you I don't. I can't name, or I wouldn't recognize if you named any song that was in the top ten on the pop charts in the last know. ten years. Other than like maybe some Taylor Swift and. I don't know. Well, you know obviously, what I mean? like there's the big, and Katy Perry. There's some great like Bon Jovi stuff like that that's on our because we look. We're in a in a you know rural province. We're we're in a rural place in an island on the edge of Canada. Like you know, like yeah. we're 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 obscure, obscure. Yeah. We have a load of classic rock on the radio. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we have one classic yeah. rock station, and the rest are pop. No, that's and not two true. Pop ones. That's not true. Yeah, we got one on one, and Oz yeah. plays a bit, and then there's K Rock. And so, really, there's no. They're three. all pop. No, that 101 K-Rock. is uh, basically oh, that's like hits. Light, yeah, light no, 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 no. But that's like CCR Heaven Man. 
Really? Okay, you're driving home. You I literally have not listened to anything other than there. K-Rock. You go. Yeah. Now you're in my territory, Nesbit. <laughs> the other the other thing is is like CCR, awesome Ariana Grande, baby. <laughs> See, I, I've going. only ever heard one Ariana Grande. Oh, that girl's magic. And that's because we watched the video at your house one day. <laughs> TMI. Oh man. Um. Can I take a go on a tangent? Go on a tangent. Want me to tell everyone about my K Rock app? Yes, tell them. <laughs> You've never brought this up on the podcast. I've never talked about this on the podcast. Oh my god! I wrote this uh, computer program that monitors the classic rock station, the local classic rock station. Yes. And whenever they play Iron Maiden, it sends an alert to my phone. So uh, whenever they play an Iron Maiden song on K Rock, I get an alert on my phone that pops up that says like the name of the track, and it plays this as the alert tone. So if you're ever hanging nice. out with me and you hear that, it means like K Rock just played an Iron Maiden song. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Nice. And it keeps track and does statistics on how much Iron Maiden they play. Yeah. And in it's been running for two and a half years. And last last month, yeah. they played five Iron Maiden songs. And that's the most they've ever played in a month. Ever played. Yeah. We they should... hit four a lot of times. Yeah. They've gone a few months where they've played no Maiden. Yeah. Uh, last month, they played five Maiden songs. So maybe Maiden is on a yeah. upswing. I've called and requested Maiden a yeah. bunch of times, too, so some of yeah. those stats are inflated. <laughs> some of those stats anyway, are... Anyway, that's uh, what kind of yeah. a Maiden geek I am. Yeah, it's Run to the Hills. A... What else did you... What are, what are the tunes? Uh, hold on, I'll bring it up here on my phone right now. Yeah. I know we should get back to the album, but I'm just going to uh, bring up this uh, app. <laughs> yeah, they the last few songs they played, Wasted Years, Two Minutes to Midnight, Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills, Run to the Hills, Can I Play with Madness, Run to the Hills, Run to the Hills. Nice. Yeah. Now, there you go. Can I Play With Madness? That's a great radio tune. I think maybe Can I Play With Madness is a more radio-friendly yeah. tune than Fear to Eternity. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And one of my favorite intros for getting people into Maiden, right? Oh, yeah. That's true. You know? I love that song, too. Oh, man. There's That's some the great, we kind yeah, of great lyrics in it, too. Could have took a chunk of that and used it as our like, soul's intro music. Burn. Yes, we should. And we, we did. did. We did. Yeah, yeah that's, that is the intro. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... 10 seconds of that song. I was in the middle of saying, like, your soul's going to burn, and, like, like, like we should put that into our intro. <laughs> right. So we were talking about how this is sounds like a radio-friendly song. Do you think they were deliberately trying to get a radio hit? Now that you say it, perhaps. I mean... Yeah. Because I've got a quote from Bruce here, and it says, Fear of the Dark genuinely has the possibility of being a breakthrough for us, and having a breakthrough after 10 years is pretty good. It's almost as if the wheel has come around full circle. It sounds really 1990s, and there are people saying, oh shit, there's no reason why we can't play Iron Maiden now. And that's the key to get it out there, getting your record out on the media. Ooh, so they were going for it. So I think they were kind of going for yeah. a radio-friendly, kind of getting a, trying yeah. to get a hit on the go. You know what I mean? Considering how zero of these tracks are showing up on your, uh, on your app. Well, oh, was yeah. Fear of the Dark on there? No, 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 no way. No, they never played okay. Fear of the Dark. Okay, so... I'm guessing it didn't work. Although <laughs> a, a small uh, station in Newfoundland that plays five a year is, is probably not five the metrics. Or five a month, Maximum. sorry. <laughs> five a month max is probably not your your, your demographic. Yeah. But made my point. Um, we talked about the video. I'm not going to get into the video too much. No. My, uh, we had a long discussion. Mm. Episode 20, Iron Maiden. The video is volume one. We never did a volume two on the videos. We never did a volume two. No. Oh, God. We should, maybe we should someday. Yeah. Maiden videos aren't that great, except I, for this one with Samantha Phillips in it. I've been getting, I've been crossing off 
Uh, yeah, that was that was yeah. I remember that discussion. Yeah, I did a now. deep dive on her, and I watched all of her yes, movies. Yes, I remember. I remember that. I watched Phantasm Two, Cheerleader Massacre. Yeah, Angel Four, Undercover. Yeah, that was back. That was one of the first. Well, back when you were just learning to deep dive. <laughs> yeah. But you know, deep diving on a on a hot chick. That's you know, Charlotte, any, anyone. Man, I didn't know as much as possible about Charlotte. Anyone for the service get, of our listeners. For the service of our listeners. Yeah, that's how you explain that browsing history Self- to your wife selflessly. Yeah, um, <laughs> any guy can go down a, a rabbit hole <laughs> searching a model on the internet, buddy. That doesn't count as research. Back to the grind, but. On videos. Yeah. Um, I've actually started to watch a lot of these because I see them on Facebook. People link them. The Iron Maiden groups I'm in. Okay. And we've te- talked about a Facebook group yep. thing. We're going to do that at some stage. I'm in a load of good groups, and uh, I don't contribute to anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I love what, I love scrolling through and just – there's so many great videos. But a lot of the best stuff, though, is just fan compilation stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if we do a video episode, I'll just do the – we'll do the official videos. Ugh. Um, no I have thanks. the Visions of the Beast DVD upstairs. It's like a two DVD set of all their videos, yeah. or it was up to when they when it came out. But like with YouTube now, that's kind yeah. of like what was the latest one they did? Speed of Light. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm trying to think if they did anything since. Well, that, yeah, that's yeah. it. Well, they did some of those ones, which is just compilations of live footage. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah, the last actual video I think was Speed of Light. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. the video for this I think is pretty cool. They're playing in hell. Yeah. With Charlotte. She's yeah. riding on the back of a motorcycle. That's all I remember is the motorcycle in the hell. Yep. And Samantha Phillips. <laughs> <sighs> Good old Samantha Phillips. So uh, this was the first studio single to not feature Eddie in the artwork. Oh. There's a live single of Running Free before it with no Eddie on it, but this is the first studio single. Yeah. So. Yeah, because the Running Free signal does have... No, it just has a picture of the live guys on stage, but that's a live version of. Oh, track. the live. So this is a studio it. single. Oh, okay. The B sides of the single. Mm. Uh, roll over, Vic Villa. Oh. Another horrible. How many times do we have to talk about this track? I know. I'm Maybe not going to play a clip. I'm not, not doing it. Clip. I swore that I would never listen to this song again. After <laughs> if you press that button. But it also had as B sides, "No Prayer for the Dying" live and "Public Enema" number one live. Yeah. So they had two tracks. Mm. Two of the best tracks, I think, from the last album yeah. as live versions as B-sides for this. That name, Public Enema, though, I know. <laughs> Another thing that's cool about the song. <laughs> yeah. The Raising Hell. Have you ever seen the Raising Hell DVD? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. We have I to know. do an episode on that. It is the DVD yeah. where Maiden plays with Simon Drake, who's a magician on stage. And he's doing magic tricks the whole time. Oh, yeah, we went through that before. What, yeah, but you've never yeah. watched it before. I've never watched it. We've got to sit down and watch it and do an oh episode on it. Oh, my God. Or we should do some kind of live commentary. Yeah, do a live commentary. <laughs> Bruce is almost out of the band, so he's like Get gets killed at the end, and they just like kill him. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, no, we did We did do that, right? We talked about it. Yeah, we, we never, talked about it. never watched it together. Yeah. So this song from Fear to Eternity, Simon Drake cuts Dave's hands off and uses, and he takes Dave, Dave's hands, Dave Murray's hands, and uses Dave Murray's hands to play the guitar solo. It's a magic trick. <laughs> That's impossible. Well, it's got to be a dubbed over solo or something. He, well, uh, on... yeah. Well, he chops off, yeah, obviously. <laughs> he chops off Dave Murray's hands. He takes them and puts them on, like, his hands. Well, you can see that he's, like, in his hands. You know, the hands are not. It's uh, a, yeah, it's not a very good trick. <laughs> I can imagine. But he uses, he, it's like him holding Dave Murray's hands. And Dave Murray's hands are still moving to play the guitar solo. 
Oh, oh that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's goofy fun. It's goofy fun. All it's right. funny. Here, I'll play it for you. This is the... No, I'm not going to play it. There's no point playing a clip of... No. The only thing funny about it is... The, is the visual. The visual. Yeah, we could play a clip of us laughing. Go on go. YouTube. <laughs> go on YouTube. Look up. See if you can find a clip of uh, Fear to Eternity from the yeah. Raising Hell DVD. Actually, I got it right here. Go to HTTP colon slash slash YouTube slash uppercase U, <laughs> lowercase V, number six. <laughs> you ever do that to someone? I did that to my mom. <laughs> oh. Anyway. I know it's funny. That's like I, my, mom, my mom would be like, oh, uh, go to this website and look something up for me. Okay, okay what is it? Um, HTTP <laughs> colon. Two forwards. <laughs> like you don't have to tell me that part. <laughs> I know, I know. I make fun, but like I'm slowly turning into that. Oh my god, we're like, worse. All this new pop music. Oh, I don't understand. Kids these days with their internet. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. We only got through. We're at an hour, and we only got through two, yeah, two we, tracks. We introed and kind of gave a I feel. Suppose, yeah, I thought yeah, we'd get I'll, through this a lot faster. And I kind of want to leave. Afraid to suit strangers till the uh, yeah till the next one because I don't want to. That's a deep and intense one. It is, and I don't want to barrel and uh, fear is the key. You know, stare at like yeah. <laughs> it starts to. We gotta, we gotta. Maybe we shouldn't have done them in order. Maybe we should have spread them like good right. track, bad we'll track, shuffle, and then yeah. Uh, but uh, I would say we're only two tracks in. Mm. But if you are analyzing this album, I would say at this point in the album, best so, album of all time. So far, so good. So far, so good. Best yeah. album of all time. I'd say Look, be quicker, actually, be quicker for dead. Solid yeah, track. Solid I don't think track. it's amazing, but it's a solid track. No, yeah. From Fear to Eternity's a fun, catchy, awesome rocker. This is a great start to know. Yeah, yeah. And that's next, a good start. The next song we're going to start with next time, yeah. I think, is also awesome. So I think it's also a good Spoiler track. Yeah, plus. yeah. It's 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 fun. Yeah, this is a fun album. Can we agree with this fun? It is fun. Yeah, and the thing is, is like we talk about Power Slave, we did Somewhere in Time. What there's not yeah. a lot to criticize on a lot of these albums. Yeah, from front to back, they're just amazing mm. songs, one after the other. And I find even when we did the Bruce albums, the solo albums, yeah, like you didn't like Balls Picasso, but that was a yeah. fun one to do. It's fun when you get a good track and then a not so strong. Well, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. It's better sometimes. Like I felt like when we did a Power Slave episodes, we kind of just went through every track and we're like, "This is awesome! This is awesome! This is awesome! This is awesome! This is awesome!" But what are you yeah. going to do? They're all awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I know what you're saying. Um, I don't know. You try and be fair yeah. too, right? Like I'm. Yeah. Tr- I don't want to come into this and just rip the crap out of everything because I yeah. do like this and I've been listening to it and and it and I, and I like it more. The more I've listened to it, and there's yeah. some, and I did what you. This is the first time I've done what you suggested I do, which is remove the tracks, you know, that you're really sick of. Like "Be Quick or Be Dead," I took out pretty yeah. early. Yeah, I you make that. it okay. So yeah. what Josh is talking about yeah. is, if I get a new album, uh, like say Maiden puts out a new album, I'll listen to it through a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Then I'll make a playlist out of all the tracks, and I'll go through. And if there's one or two or three songs that I really, really know, I would take them out of the mix. That's right. And then you keep listening. And as you get to know songs, when you know the song inside out, you take it out of the mix. And you're left, and then gradually you're left with like the two or three songs that are the hardest to get into. And you listen to those a lot. It's just yeah. a way to get into the, to get to know every single song. Yeah, it is. It is good. And then you go back and listen to it all through again. Absolutely. Because b- yeah. between, you know, your live discs, your, you know, your compilation and, you know, anything like that. I mean, how often are you going to listen to what, like the, the apparition or the fugitive or yeah. the uh, don't uh, mind chains of misery? I mean, you, yeah. If you don't listen to this album all the time, you don't hear them as much. Yeah, it's true. Um, there's no surprises in the album if you've listened to it a bunch of times. But I find I've really focused in on them. I tried to get the parts that I – because that's the other thing. You can you can put on an album 
and then you can hear like be quicker be, be dead afraid to shoot strangers and fear of the dark and then you'll you'll tune in on those and then you'll be like oh, that wasn't so bad but then yeah. you, how are you really going to rate you know fugitive yeah. you got to listen to it in isolation really get to know it yeah. or listen and to then repeat. Yeah. some of the songs are get a little laid bare yeah well i tend to yeah. like listen to the album i'll listen to the album through a whole bunch yeah and then i'll do what you did i'll take all the songs i really know well out and leave the ones that I want to hear more. And yeah. then you have a playlist of just those ones. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, you kind of listen to it all through again to try to get back into yeah. like the flow of the album or whatever. Yeah. I do that with artists, too. I recently did that with Danzig because I know the first four Danzig song- albums inside out, like every single track. Yeah. The later ones, I'm hit or miss with a lot of the songs on them. So I yep. threw them all into a playlist and I did the same thing. As I got to know them, I kind of started deleting them. Hmm. So... Fair enough. I do that with artists. Talking Danzig is released on Wednesdays <laughs> oh my for anyone God, that doesn't know. I would know. love to do a Danzig podcast. Oh, P.O. <laughs> no way. No way. I could talk for hours and hours oh and hours with God. Danzig. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kill me now. Uh, actually, after the 100th episode, we're auditioning for his partner for Talking Danzig. <laughs> oh, my God. No way. No way. Balls to Picasso was my line. <laughs> no. No more. You don't like Danzig? Danzig. No. Awesome. I don't know them. I'll listen to the few bits that you've jumbled Fair. into everything you've ever given me. There's <laughs> always a dancing track in every CD. And, all right, let's yeah. wrap it up. This oh, okay. Jigger's Delight beer. Uh, uh, it's all lovely. right. It's all right. Yeah. There's nothing to write home about. Yeah. It's a whatever. I did. I like. I like the. I liked it enough that I drank a second one. It'd but. be a good summer beer. Yeah. It'd be a good nice summer beer. It's just a not simple... a very good autumnal beer. Autumnal. <laughs> autumnal. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. Can you say that? Autumnal means like yes. things that have to do with like autumn. Yes, my girth is, <laughs> yeah. is widening. Uh, an autumnal my nature. Autumnal gut. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. Talkmaiden.com slash talk. Building up to the 100th episode. Yes. All right. Fear of the Dark. One of the best albums of all time. Rating done today. Episode one. It's over. <laughs> We're not going back. We're not looking at the rest. All right. Talkmaiden.com slash talk. Yep. If you love... Be quick or be dead. Kind of get us on there, and send us yeah. an email if you have any ideas, or you want to even give us a shout out about the hundredth episode. Mm, good idea. Go to either of those. Yeah, or links. email us, or, or email I don't us, know, or figure something out. Yep, get in touch with us. Somehow. Man, whatever. Send us a Let's pigeon. Wrap it up. Right on. Until next time, up the irons and down the hops. Yeah.